0: Do you ever wish that you could have healthier conversations or better communication skills? If so, keep listening. This is for you. Hey friend, you're listening to the Reflections Podcast and I'm your host, Jarek Snyder. Welcome to today's Heart Talk, like a TED Talk, but deeper where the goal is to find peace in your pieces as we dive into understanding what the Bible refers to as our heart, also known as the limbic system of our brain. I'll teach you how to overcome strongholds and old wounds that have kept you bound to unhealthy thought processes and coping mechanisms so that you can begin to experience true healing, peace, and joy that only Jesus can bring. So grab your journal and packet of Ningxia or whatever drink keeps you going, and let's dive in. So in the last podcast, we talked about a system that I called Breathe, And its goal was to help you in the moment whenever you're in a situation or in a conversation and an old wound gets poked and you feel triggered and you want to go into fight or flight mode. What do you do in that moment? I created the system called Breathe to help with that. We went into all of that in the last one. But today I really wanted to dive into the letter H, which was hear me out, hear them out. And it's all about having that vulnerable, hard conversation that a lot of us, we run away from. A lot of times in those moments, we would rather isolate, shut down, maybe react with anger rather than sit down and say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing and allow that other person to tell them, you know, I didn't mean to do that or maybe they have a reason for why they said what they said but inside you're freaking out because this feels really hard and and last time this happened to you it led to rejection or feeling not good enough or belittled or any of those things that we just really don't want to feel so when we use this breathe system um, it's all about being able to kind of learn to process figure out where you're at And then now you're in the spot where you're having this conversation. And how do you do that? I gave some tips and a few examples, but I really felt like it was important that I really dove deep into this so that way you kind of better understood the do's and the don'ts of a conversation. Because when you're in a vulnerable conversation, your brain, your limbic system is going to continuously be telling you, tap out, we're done, let's go. You know, And so you have to be able to recognize again awareness is key here you want to be able to recognize when those things are happening so you can say no i'm not supposed to do that i'm supposed to do this instead so you've gone through the breathe system you're now able to slow down you've calmed down you've processed what you're feeling and then it's time to ask yourself those questions or remind yourself of those truths of this isn't the same situation that you were in before and you are safe you're an adult now and it's okay to have the conversation. So I'm going to go over a few do's and don'ts, um, things that are healthy and things that are not healthy, things that will result in growth, and things that will continue to keep you stuck in the same unhealthy behaviors and patterns that you've always been in. And I think the goal with this is also to remember that you're doing this for yourself. You're having this conversation for yourself so that way you can grow and you can step into vulnerability and you can know that it's okay to go there. Not so much, yes, we want, the, we want the end result to be that we have a healthy conversation and that now relationships are strengthened, but we have to remember we're dealing with another unhealthy person with their own wounds and so we have to be aware of that as well. And so know that the end goal with having this conversation and stepping into vulnerability, even though we want it to go a certain way at the end, that's not what this is about. This is 100% about you just being able to say, I did it. I did something that has always scared me and that I've been afraid of. And I, I walked into it and I conquered it, right? And in the last podcast, when I talked about this system, I mentioned how sometimes we do keep unhealthy toxic relationships in our lives and sometimes these people are so unhealthy that they can even be narcissistic or have other things going on that just make having conversations really hard and so i want you to know that while you're doing this for yourself also be aware of who you're having the conversation with because there are going to be some relationships that are very unhealthy that it's almost better to just either put boundaries around the relationship or maybe even walk away from the relationship. But the thing you need to ask yourself is is this person always hurting me and are they doing it on purpose? Have I expressed how I felt to them and do they still use that against me or, you know, are they constantly touching those wounds? And if the answer is no, then you can have this conversation. But if the answer is yes, then you really need, really need to evaluate where you want to go in life. What are your goals? And what type of relationships do you want to hold close to you? Because if you want to grow and you want to become healthier, you have to surround yourself. The closest people in your life, they need to be people who are also working towards the same goal or are healthy influences in your life so that way they can support you and be accountability in this process with you and for you. Okay, so let's dive into this. Here are a few things that you should do to have a healthy conversation. The first thing you want to do is be transparent. So you know how when you call a friend and you just got off the phone with somebody else or you were in a situation with somebody else and you were like, I just wish that I knew what they meant. Or when this happened, it made me feel this way and I just don't know how to tell them. You know, when you're sitting there explaining the situation and explaining your emotions in depth to somebody else, that is what you need to tell the person in that situation. Literally everything you would tell a friend. You say, when this was said, I felt like this is what you meant and it made me feel like this. Or something like that. You know, you just, you want to be transparent and just be like, listen, this is how I feel. And if you're listening to this podcast before you listen to the breathe, then that's going to feel really hard. That's why the breathe system is there because before you dive into this, you need to be able to recognize where you're at and what you're experiencing. So being able to just put it out there, straight walk into that vulnerability and just be like, when this happened... It made me feel like this. It poked this wound. It triggered this emotion. It reminded me of this memory. You know, just be transparent. The next do is to stay honest with yourself and with them. Emphasis on with yourself. It's really easy to go back into limbic land and start making excuses and start telling yourself things. But, like, remember what we talked about in the last couple episodes. You want to take yourself to court, take your emotions, take your thoughts. That's a better way to say it. Take your thoughts to court, right? And only state facts. Um, So, you know, this kind of goes into with the first one, but you just, you don't have to, and you don't have to tell your whole story here. You just need to let them know that a wound has been poked, and you want to tell them what that wound is. Now, you don't have to go into your whole life story and tell them who put it there, how old you are, or any of that kind of stuff. But if someone made you feel unseen as a child, and whatever just happened made you feel that way again, you'll just say exactly that. I have moments, I'm using quotations here, I have moments when I feel unseen and it stems from a childhood relationship. So when that happened or when you did that, it pushed that button and reminded me of that feeling again. And let me just insert this right here. If you're not used to this, remember why you're listening to this. And remember what your goal is, which kind of goes into um, another do here in a little bit. But this is going to feel yucky. This is going to make your limbic system freak out. (laughs) You're not going to want to do this. So push past those feelings and keep listening because I promise this stuff works. And the next one is, like I just mentioned, you want to be clear about your goal with this conversation. What is the point of it? Are you wanting to better the relationship? Are you wanting to set a boundary? Are you wanting to heal from a past wound? Are you just wanting to be more vulnerable and open and honest? Are you asking them to help you to be accountable to your goals in your healing journey? Uh, Do you want them to just be aware of it so that way, you know, they'll be more aware and maybe hopefully it won't happen again, you know, but make that known at the very beginning of the conversation. Last example, you know, it talked about, I had said, uh, I had moments when I felt unseen and it stems from a childhood relationship. So, you know, when that happened, it poked this wound, right? So going off of that, if your goal with that conversation is to just make them aware, then you might start this conversation and say, Hey, listen, I Just wanted to explain to you kind of where I'm at right now, and I just want to make it known that, like, I don't want to point fingers at you or anything at all. I just want you to be aware that when these things happen, it makes me feel like this, and I just, I really would like to figure out a way to where, like, you know, I can better be able to talk about these things openly and so that way you're more aware of them so that way maybe that doesn't happen again. You know, things like that. It doesn't have to be, and this goes into the don't section, you'll hear me talk about this again, but it doesn't have to be about they're bad or did anything wrong. It's just you need to make it known that you would really like this to not happen again. You know, setting that boundary or just making them more aware. There's two more. This one is, this next one is probably more geared towards a really close relationship. This is something that um, I tend to use a lot when I'm in a conversation with my husband. You know, when you truly understand, you're not making assumptions, but you truly understand them, right? So maybe you know their wounds and you know what you're about to say might poke their wound. You wanna call that out, you wanna make that known that that's not what you're doing here. So this is best explained with an example. So if I have a conversation with my husband about a certain chore being forgot about, any other wives (laughs) can relate to this, Um, and I know that if I bring it up, he's gonna think I'm mad or saying that he did something wrong, you know, think he's bad, whatever. So I might say, hey, I wanna talk to you about something and I need you to know that I'm not mad or think that you did anything wrong, but I just wanna figure out a better system so this doesn't keep happening, right? Another example that I've done in the past is um, there's been situations where I know he's going to be weird because I want to talk about how, you know, maybe something he did hurt my feelings or, you know, I get overwhelmed with something and I know I'm going to go into this conversation and he's going to be so annoyed, right? I know that he's not going to want to have this conversation. So one thing that I tend to say in these moments is, listen, listen. I just want us to have a strong relationship, and I think that we both deserve to have our feelings heard, and I would hope that you would come to me and do the same thing, and so I'm I'm, kind of calling that out in the beginning of the conversation because I know that it's not something he wants to have, but it's something that we have to have to have that stronger relationship, and that's why we do have a strong relationship. And so that's not a conversation starter that I have to say a lot anymore, but it is something that I did say a lot in the beginning, and it really did help tear down those walls and make him more open to having the conversation. But it's so important with this one that you stay compassionate. This is not so much about calling them out in a blunt way. You don't want to deliberately poke their wounds. You just want to be sensitive to their wounds, their thoughts, their whatever. So that way they're more open and willing to have a conversation with you. And then the last thing that you want to make sure you're doing in every conversation. I know that in the beginning of this I said this is about you. But... In some ways, helping you is going to mean that you have to listen to them. You have to listen to them too. You can't be the only one talking. Yes, like you're the one that's trying to heal and you want to have a vulnerable conversation and you want to sit down and tell them what you're experiencing, but they have to have an opportunity to talk too because that's not only good for the relationship, but that's also so important for your healing, especially if this is like a disagreement or both of you were getting defensive, you know, um, or both of you were getting triggered, or whatever was happening. But wounds were getting poked here, and we want to be able to not walk away from this conversation angry or anything like that. We want to walk away from this conversation knowing that we put in our best effort to make sure that it was a healthy conversation. But conversations, just like relationships, are two-sided, so it can't just be you talking. You also have to listen. Now let's talk about the don'ts. (laughs) These are the things you absolutely do not want to do in a conversation, and I promise you we all do this and have done this and will continue to do this, so being aware of these things is so important. The first one is do not use all-inclusive statements, like you always, you never, Remember, this is a red flag. If you haven't seen or listened to the Red Flag series episode, depending on where you're at and all of this, you need to. Pointing fingers and saying you is never going to end well. And saying words like always or never are lies. Very rarely, very, very, very rarely does whatever you're talking about happen a hundred percent of the time, right? It may happen 90% of the time if it's a very toxic relationship, but very rarely is it a hundred percent of the time. And this kind of just like rolls right into the second one, but it's the second one is you don't wanna blame them for the way that you feel. You wanna avoid saying things like, when you said this, you, you made me feel like this. No one can make you feel a certain way. No one is that powerful. Typically, we're letting them do this. We're, we're letting something in. And sometimes it's subconscious. So like when we say, they made me do this, it feels real. But in reality, we're allowing those things to still hurt us. You know, we all know the truth. Deep down inside, there is truth. And we know it we just might not understand it or be able to put it into words, but it's there. And so no one is powerful enough to just completely take over your mind and take over your body and take over the ability to make your choices for you and and everything and like make you feel a certain way. That's just not possible. And then a lot of the times when these things happen, the people that we're dealing with in these situations, they're usually not the ones that Put that wound there in the first place, you know? And so you just, we don't want to make it like we're blaming them for this. We're just wanting to explain to them what is happening. And some people are gonna be sensitive. Some people have a lot of wounds and take things to heart. And so it's important to say, I'm not blaming you for this. I'm just simply letting you know that it's there. And now that you... Are aware of this stuff for yourself you're you should be able to be more aware of it for them like if you are recognizing red flags right you you've listened to that episode and you know what your red flags are you also now can recognize what their red flags are so you're gonna know if if their wounds are also being poked you know the third thing which p s there's five things just like the first one. the third thing is you don't want to mind read you don't want to assume you know what they will say. I have this written out for on, in my blog. I have a blog, if you didn't know that, as well as this podcast, and in all caps <laughs> because like it's so important. You do not. The reason we're here is because we don't want to be in old coping mechanisms, and that's what a lot of us would do when we walk away from a conversation without having the vulnerable conversation, and we don't want to do that. We do not want to do that, especially in the conversation. Now, depending on how the conversation's going, if you're having a hard time believing them, then one of the two things that need to happen here is you need to check yourself because you might have trust issues, right? Or you need to walk away from the relationship because they aren't trustworthy. And again, back to what I talked about being honest, you have to be honest with yourself here because your limbic system is gonna tell you everybody is not trustworthy. (laughs) But that's not true, right? That's an all-inclusive thought. That's an all-inclusive statement. So you need to be able to differentiate. Like, do I have trust issues here? Do I think everybody is not trustworthy? Or has this person actually given me a reason before this conversation took place that said they can't be trusted? Or is this the first time that something has happened with them that has triggered a thought that made me feel like they're not trustworthy? This next one is a doozy. <laughs> I, this is a pet peeve of mine. So I'm going to try not to get too passionate about this one. But do not listen while also planning out what you're going to say next. For me, this is probably the most annoying thing in the world. Quit trying to manipulate the conversation and just listen to what they are saying. The outcome of what's the outcome of this situation or this conversation does not have to go your way in order for it to be healthy, right? Sometimes we're gonna be in conversations or situations where, remember, where it's not so what's gonna happen at the end of this. It's more so look at what I'm doing. I'm stepping into something that, you know, I'm overcoming something. So sometimes there may be an outcome or a truth that comes out that's hard to hear. But that is just simply a part of this process of healing and growing. Sometimes you have to accept the fact that you can be wrong. But let me big and bold here say, wrong, being wrong, does not mean you're bad. I'm gonna say that again. Just because something happened, some, you said something, you did something, and it was not the right thing to do, does not mean that you're bad, okay? Like, get that out of your head. You are not bad and don't deserve to live, like, a lot of times when we get that, like, we think that we're bad. We go to a very dramatic place where it's like, I'm bad, and I don't deserve to be here any, you know, any longer, or, you know, whatever those things that we think, like, I just need to leave, I just need to be out of here, like, you know, there's no point in any of this, like, we get to this, like, major fight or flight moment, because we made a mistake, you don't, it doesn't have to be like that, if you're having a conversation with somebody, and, and you made a mistake, it's okay, And you're gonna do it again. (laughs) We are all humans and that all make mistakes. And so if you want to grow and heal, you have to have the hard conversations too sometimes. Like you just do. And so stop trying to manipulate the conversation and make the outcome go the way you want it to go. Just ride this out, okay? I know it's hard and it's scary, but just ride it out. And the last one is don't allow yourself to fall back into your coping behaviors. When you first start doing this, you, your limbic system is going to want to just keep going back into protection mode, fight or flight mode. Get me out of this, right? Your, your wounds are going to continue to feel like they're being poked even when they're not. So you have to be very on guard. You have to armor yourself up and make sure that you can just completely like block out all the enemy's tactics here. Because your goal here, keep your eyes on the prize, is to heal and grow and walk through this vulnerable conversation. And you may have conversations where you have to take that breathe exercise and do it multiple times in the same conversation. And this probably sounds exhausting to you. (laughs) I get it, I, I get it, I totally do. But it's exhausting for even me. You know, it's like the more you know The more annoying it is to have to continuously do this, but I promise you, the more you do it, the easier this is going to get. It really does. You know, you may have to continuously go back to that share where you're at and just be honest with yourself. You may have to say, I am still struggling mentally right now with this conversation, and I'm not saying that you are to blame, but I'm not feeling like I can continue in this moment. I need to take a second. Now, I'm going to go back to this reference of me and my husband. And so something that really is hard for me is when we are in a passionate conversation, right? Where I'm feeling like I really just want him to understand what I'm saying and he says because he's been through this with me, I need a minute. You know, or I I need to I need to step away. You know, my brain will go to I'm going to have to wait a week to have the rest of this conversation. And, like, that is just, that. that's not great. That's not a great place to leave somebody feeling like, okay, we just went through all of this. Like, there. on one hand, you want to respect the fact that they need a second. But on another hand, it's like, we just got worked up to this point, And, like, you walking away, like, because you feel triggered, is also going to trigger something in me. So something that I recommend, if you do need to step away from a conversation is give a time limit. Let them know, like, I just need five minutes and I'll be back. When he comes to me now, because that's something that we've also, you know, been through um, is, which PS, if you don't know me personally, we've been married for 10 years now. So (laughs) we've gone through a lot of this, but he's learned to say, I just need five minutes or I'm going to go and get a drink and I'll be back. You know, like he, he does what he needs to do to say, like, I'm coming right back. I'm not gonna leave you hanging here, right? And so that is something that helps tremendously if you do need to walk away from a conversation. So those are the do's and the don'ts. And honestly, I tried to give as many examples as I could, but there's gonna be times where you're walking away from something and like, oh my gosh, what should I have done there? And I am totally here for you if you need, you know, if you have questions or if you need extra encouragement. But the one thing that I really want to reemphasize here is you want to make sure that you are staying focused on the result that you want, which is to be healthier, overcome your limbic reactions versus being focused on being heard or being right, which is a lot of the times why we end up in disagreements because both people or all people in the conversation want to be heard and they want to be right. And so if you are no longer focused on that, but you're just focused on hear me out, hear them out, right? Then that's how you are able to have those healthy conversations. So I also really like this. I wrote this out in the blog portion and I really thought it was important to read it here. It says, you can be heard while also listening to others and you can be valid in your feelings, but still be wrong about the situation. I'm going to say that last part again. You can be valid in your feelings, but still be wrong about how you reacted or about the things that you said or the things that you did. And remember that doesn't mean you're bad and you deserve to have your feelings heard. Everybody does, but that doesn't mean that what you're thinking or feeling or saying is true. It doesn't mean that the way that you behaved or acted or whatever is excused, right? So that's just, I feel like that's really important to know. I really want to dive more into those situations and conversations with people who have repetitively hurt us or, you know, could be narcissistic or, you know, just we're constantly having issues, you know. Um, I really want to dive more into that, but because this is, I feel, long enough, I'm going to save that for next week. So, if um, this is something that, you know, you're feeling like you can relate to, but also struggle with certain specific people, then that might be something that you might want to tune into because th- that's that comes with a lot of other things. <laughs> it just, we'll just leave it at that. But when it comes to everything we just talked about, it, just remember, give yourself grace, okay? Your limbic system has been working hard for a very long time to keep you safe from emotional pain and it's not going to stop. It honestly probably won't. Um You just eventually learn how to navigate it and like you become stronger, right? And you... Become more aware of like what is actually danger and what is actually not, um, but now that you have the awareness of these red flags and have you know a few tools to help you better process some of these things, you're now gonna start to have that power to override it. So you're you're doing great. I'm so thankful that you're here. I hope this is helping you. I love feedback. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Um, and share this with anybody that you think could benefit from hearing it as well. As always, remember, I'm here if you need me, you are not alone, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, friend.